about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday here on the Steve Day Show podcast edition for Westwood One. That would be me. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. If you want to join us, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E in this podcast each and every day is powered by CRTV. We just wrapped up today's production for our CRTV television show. Todd, let's give the audience a preview of what is forthcoming. Despair. Aaron? <laughs> Second that emotion. <laughs> well, they're not the best color man in the business for nothing, Jerry. <laughs> All right. I think we may need some uh, additional, um, what is that called? Uh, Follow up secondary training on uh, sales here at CRTV. <laughs> well, we are called Despair Review. Uh, I don't believe the corporate slogan is abandon hope all you enter. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying you're lying, but there just might be a better way to, pre- there might better framing. You're a big baseball fan, right? Can you frame the pitch a little bit better there? Backstop. Hey, I'm, Rather than I'm, look right at the umpire and say, hey, that was totally in the dirt. Frame I, it a little bit. I've just got Charlie Huff knuckleballs coming at me and I don't know what I'm doing, man. No idea. I mean, there is, there, we, there are solutions out there. I mean, for one, the Atlantic had a story today uh, about how it's easier to leave the solar system than it is to fly directly into the sun. So, yes, yeah, see, <laughs> that's so America's that. youthful idealism, yep. right there, America, right there. We broke it. Yep, on CRTV, we broke it. You know, though, it, uh, some of the despair we covered, I offered. Num- I went on a bit of a rant where I offered numerous potential solutions. And none of these, were any of them fantastical? Did any of them require a government shutdown or some momentous action? Well, no, and that's the big mistake we make. It's not, you know, 10 steps Rube Goldberg style. Could, could, for example, could men be men? That would be a good start. That, I'm not even would. talking in the tranny thing. I'm talking about you just like in the. Can anybody stand and deliver in your belief? traditional gender role sense? Yes. What you're on Earth for? I love how you had to qualify that. Not in the not yeah. in the tranny thing. Yeah, we have to. Qual- everything must be qualified now. Everything here's where we are. Is there's a gay conservative who follows me on Twitter and retweets a lot of my stuff, and um. He tweeted to the Rainbow Jihad today. Is that Gender McGenderface by any no, chance? No, I love that name, yes. but no. He tweeted to the Rainbow Jihad today, there is no such thing as bisexuality for the, it infers that gender is binary and therefore by your own language you are transphobic. Bing! And so here's a guy who is, who is just giving himself over to his same-sex attraction. And in one tweet, he did a better job of deconstructing the fallacy of this entire scam than you will see from 90% of uh, Christian conservative leaders or conservative pundits or Republican politicians. And he did it in one tweet. 
There's another good story. It's my it's my conservative review column today. Massachusetts is normally where conservatism goes to die, right? But there is one state legislator there. You got to read this piece. It's on my Facebook wall. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter account. There's a state legislator in Massachusetts who finally, he, became, he manned up, like what Todd was just calling for. And he said, you know what? You guys want lunacy. I'm going to make you own it all. And so when the state tried to add a third gender. Oh, yeah. He went to Facebook because that's that apparently is the new source of what speech is, is appropriate and permitted in American discourse today is what Mark Zuckerberg thinks. And he went to Facebook and said, hey, they acknowledge 73 different genders. So we have, you know, parliamentary rules are we get 10 minutes for every amendment. We're going to be here for a while. We're to debate. All 73 of these genders. He deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. And after about, what was about a half dozen of them, the the Democrats finally just said, we're going home, we're done. We're closing the session, you win, we'll do this another time. Why are guys like, this is my point, why are guys like this? Why are guys like Jack Phillips of Massapeak Cake Shop? You know what our nickname should be for him? Freaking Leonidas. Mm -hmm. The guy is standing there with his 300 just trying to keep back the Persian horse. Why is the cake baker Leonidas? And you know, I'm glad you brought Jack up because he's he's what I'm trying to explain to my son Noah, who, who is a lot like me except in temperament. His temperament couldn't be any different than mine. You know, and I've been trying to communicate to him, you don't have to have dad's brutish, provocative behavior to be a strong man. And, math, and and Jack is a great example of that. You don't ever catch him condemning people. And even if the situation calls for it, um, he you don't ever see him without any sort of a genteel look on his face. Dude, on the same token, gives you no freaking quarter at all. Not preach. Total gentleman. Total. You, you don't never see him break a sweat. He doesn't lose his stuff. And he never gives you an itch from the basis of his convictions at the same time. That's what we used to call like the strong silent type, right? Okay, um, you know I'm I'm more of the John the Baptist, <laughs> okay? But um, that's exactly what we're talking about is what you just mentioned. Yeah, he's Leonidas, but there's no this is Sparta. He's just he, he's you know he's like uh, no, no I'm not going to comply with that. I mean, God bless you, but no I'm, I'm not going to do things I don't believe in. Have a nice day. And. You've got to read this piece, though, about this state legislator appropriately named Lions. That is what we are vastly short of. We are lions led by lambs. In this case, though, this state legislator in Massachusetts, you know, you guys know I love the Grandpa Zebediah Walton technique. I love that. Dude, you want what's bad for you? I'm going to make you freaking own that poop. And he took the Massachusetts Parliament up to the top of Walton's Mountain and he made him smoke every last damn cigarette in the town. And they could and they choked on it and they they said, all right, we we can't do this right now. You gotta read this story. There are still some men, I'm not even gonna say seven thousand, because I don't think it's that many, but there are some men out there who have not taken the knee to bail yet. They are out there. We have to keep digging and digging through the haystack to find needles. But there are still some. Oh, would their houses increase. So if you want to watch today's show on CRTV, CRTV.com, promo code DACE, my last name, D-E-A-C-E. That'll get you a discounted subscription to CRTV. Uh, How discounted? Only a quarter a day. That's it. 
only a quarter a day. D-E-A-C-E, promo code DACE, CRTV.com, and you'll get access to not just us, but every single show we produce each and every day here at CRTV. All right, it is a Wednesday on the podcast. You know what that means? It is time for some fun. We play buy, sell, or hold. This is where Aaron, with a little help from his friends out there, you in the audience, throws at us a series of propositions. Hopefully, they would be of the unlame type. Todd and I will decide, are we buying or selling that? Maybe even with one or two good reasons why. Once per show, you are permitted a hold, but unless... It is because the proposition doesn't merit taking a stand. The dude code calls for you to be ruthlessly mocked for punting and not taking said stand. So with that explanation out of the way, Aaron, you're up. Yeah, I think it was four weeks ago I was complaining about the quality of the suggestions for buy, sell, hold. Last week was, eh, it was okay. Yeah. This week, I think a lot of them are uh, in fuego. Uh, I think there's a lot of good some high heat coming our way? some high heat coming your way. Good. Uh, we'll start off uh, fairly mildly. Uh, Brandon Dybul says, Omarosa sees jail time. Sell. Yeah. I mean, who's being held accountable to that level? I'm, I'm going to sell. Jack Phillips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Masterpiece Cake Shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sell. Absolutely. Sell. I'd like to buy. I like to buy rubber rooms. At this point, I will be I'll I will volunteer for a jail cell if I don't have to hear her name or any more about her ever again. Not to mention the opt you know, all of the uh the fiends uh in the FBI and elsewhere that absolutely deserve to go to jail. Um and yeah, even though she may have done, you know, recording in the situation room, which is no small thing, you know what the optics are of when somebody finally does go to jail, it's the black gal in the Republican Party. Mm. Fantastic. I hadn't even thought about <laughs> total yeah. depravity. Yeah, pick up your game, man. <laughs> Exile. <laughs> the Catholic. Uh, you know what? Sorry, I. Uh, ma, yeah. me, uh, 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 I'm sorry. My Catholic street cred is a little um, shaky right now, so I needed to go there and um, buoy myself. So, so you're gonna throw Calvin at me, yeah. and I'm gonna do mea culpas. Okay, we're good. Thank you. All right, Exile says uh, he has a few different propositions about making baseball great again. Monday through Thursday games, no commercial breaks during regular season games. Only in-game commercials. Um, you know, I'm going to sell because you, you have the warm-up pitches and everything else. There's plenty of time for commercials in there. I don't think the commercials are the issue. I, I think, and I don't, I think the pace of play is, whoa, sorry. I, I don't think pace of play is the issue. This is something Kurt Schilling and I are talking about on On the Clock, our sports show on CRTV, that I, I think the worst mistake baseball could make is to sort of be, act like the Republican Party does and act like they're ashamed of their game and what it stands for. I think they actually need to become more traditional, not less but instead, don't, don't mess with the essence of the game in and of itself. Instead, take the modern technological evolution and use it to your advantage, meaning your competition, don't make your competition the NFL or the NBA. Make it the mall. Make it the multiplex. Make it the places where people go and congregate and hang out where they can do four or five things at once. Because of the pace of play, I can go have a beer. I, you know, why can't I take my kid to the virtual reality you, you know, why, why can't you have, have an IMAX and no, you know, don't have all these things, $700 a ticket either. 
You know, but to me, the goal of a baseball team ought to be how do we keep as many people in the stadium? Same as if I'm like running a them all. Little amusement park. Yes. How do I keep as many people there as long as I can? Okay, because the pace of play, you're not really taking away from it. You know, you pretty much know most of the time. You don't have to, in, in June, you don't have to watch the, the pitcher hit in the National League. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and then of course in October where every pitch counts, every out counts, there's more drama. But I think instead of trying to change the game and get rid of commercials or, you know, I'd be for, you know, having, to me, the problem is not the length of the game. I think it's the length of the season itself. Shouldn't be playing the World Series in November. Play more doubleheaders. You know, I, 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 to me, I, I would have the, the season have less calendar days, but the pace of the play itself, own your value system and who you are. And then look at the modern era and see how do I apply that to amplify and elevate what I'm about rather than to detract from it. You're not the NBA. You're not football. Football, for goodness sakes, now I'm, and I'm going to say this, I'm, I am a football fanatic. Football takes a coffee break between every play, guys. Nobody's sitting around saying, boy, man, these huddles just take forever. No one does that. No one, there's, I listen to numerous national college football podcasts and shows. There's not lines of calls all offseason. I can't believe this game's four hours long. Because you consider it such an event, you love being there. Well, Steve, it's one day a week. That's why I think the problem with baseball is not the length of the game, but the length of the season. So if the season's spread out, it's too long. Play more doubleheaders, expand the rosters so you can call guys up from the minors quicker. Okay? Play more doubleheaders, you know, like they did in the 40s, 50s, and the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s, where guys weren't as in good a shape as these guys are. But the worst thing they could do, Todd, to me, is take away from the game. Instead, use the pace of play to your advantage and make it more of a gathering place. The ballpark is the place to go and hang out, and you can do all kinds of things as a fan, and the game's going on at the same time. Well, I saw that with my own eyes. I was uh, a couple weeks ago back in. Uh my hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. And when I was in college, my summer job was taking care of the minor league ballpark there. Uh, and it has, it, it was just a very small uh, ballpark and there was hardly any accoutrements like that. N- now this ballpark, it's a, it, and it was a minor league affiliated baseball league then. Now it's a wood bats league where a bunch of college kids come to play, but it is unreal. There, it, the stands are bigger. They've got uh, bars sponsoring their own bars that just are triple-decker things out mm-hmm. in the outfield. There, but you, then there's this family area with bouncy houses. It is exactly what Steve is talking about. And it was never that popular when it was an actually a minor league-affiliated team. They turned it into that. And I, to your first point, and I think it's the most important point, uh, ba- the, the time for baseball to be number one past maybe because it changed that time it will go back again at some point when all of the three of us are dead and gone and there's other cultural changes mm-hmm. but it that's okay the, the mist- it's it's just less popular than it was relative to other things baseball never stopped being the one popular. constant through all the years yes. ray yes yeah yes and that's got that's got to be good enough and and so continue to celebrate 
that people love that uh, it's okay to uh, be, uh, the other thing about baseball keeping the score and and stats and things like that mm-hmm. one thing they've overdone i mean i i get how the real geeks love war and things like that yeah but it's gone it, it's too much i uh, agree i mean it's too much in terms of uh, i don't i really don't care i i, I still want to know we, what I, I, I mean we literally had a debate a few years ago over whether and i know it's my favorite team but uh, listen uh, nothing to take away from mike trout okay when you've done something that hasn't been done in Major League Baseball since like two guys named Yastrzemski and and Frank Robinson, yeah, which is win a freaking triple crown, yeah. Tell me why we're debating who the MVP is because you got a bunch of guys and they're pencil neck geeks. I, I bet you've asked Mike Trout. Yes, this is my point. My, Mike Trout would have been, uh, dude, he won the triple crown. He's probably the MVP. Right. I mean, that's sort of what you're talking about: making the game more accessible to the average fan in terms of the way you talk about it and you brand yeah. it. Yeah. And, and there's another thing I don't know they're going to get away from. I mean, it, the, all, all of the, uh, the, the, we don't have pitchers whose goal it is to go the distance and it gets slowed down because of uh, uh, the bullpen. Uh, I don't know if there's a way to uh, get away with that. That's a problem. There's a great article written uh, about how um, baseball is just becoming too um, too sterile in terms of everybody plays the same game. It was about Earl Weevil, Weaver and Baltimore, his whole philosophy. The three-run homer. Was, I don't play yep. small ball. I do the three-run homer yep. thing. And, and um, it, it, all that speaks to, it's not, it's, don't be dumb. It's not, don't have any sense of the percentages but where's the how did we turn this beautiful game into this paint by numbers thing how do i how about just getting a bunch of dudes together you know this is how we like to roll that's baseball man that's well, any sport you're talking like harvey's wall bangers yes. when you were a kid uh, well that's with why gorman I, thomas and robin yount and all those guys and that's yeah. my i mean you talk about 84 tiger but yep. i 82 my first baseball world series i can remember is the year before 81 yankees dodgers so mm-hmm. there i am just coming of age and my team is in the World Series. It goes seven games, and we haven't been back. Yep. Um, so, but the most important thing, just I want to make that point, baseball is really actually just fine. There's nothing to despair about. It's it's not going to be King Kong for <laughs> quite some time. Mm-hmm. So commercial breaks, yay or nay? No, I, I, I would sell. I don't think they sell. And get rid of instant replay, fact, for God's sake. In fact, can I add to that real quick? Make the commercial breaks more expensive and make the events at the stadium more family-friendly and your cheaper pricing so that, again, people are there longer. Yeah. Okay? You're there longer. You know? That's the issue. Uh, Let's see. Chuck Gregory says Michael Avenetti wins one Democratic primary or caucus in 2020. I'm going to buy. I'm just going to tell you right now, the more we talked about this the other night on CRTV and the more I've thought about it since... He is claiming, you know, the number one thing any candidate has to do is build name ID. He's on national television almost every night. The next thing any candidate must do is has to establish a base. Right? One of the reasons I knew Cruz was going to be a strong candidate is when they brought me down to Houston and they laid out their strategy in January of 2015. And Cruz divided the Republican primary field. For me, we're sitting there. He divided the Republican primary field like the NCAA tournament. And there's different brackets in the NCAA tournament. And there's different brackets in the Republican presidential field. There's the Koch brothers bracket. There's the evangelical bracket. There's the, the establishment moderate bracket. And when he said the biggest mistake candidates make is they think they can run in all the brackets at once or they don't choose a bracket at all. But you got to win. You can't talk about winning the final four to win your sub, that regional bracket, right? Evan Eddy's doing that. 
I'm watching him follow that game plan right now. He is building a base. He's doing what needs to be done to build a base. Now, it may turn out he can't do it. It may turn out he's a slime ball. And I don't mean like we already think that he is, but, you know, ripping off clients and that kind of stuff, you know, because he already faced some accusations along those lines to begin with. Although show me a trial lawyer of any repute that or any success level that hasn't been accused of ripping somebody off and I'll show you a unicorn. Okay, but um, he's doing everything right. He's building the name ID. And now he's going to building a base. And how do you build a base? Know what your message is and make it credible and who that message is for. And he is building a, you know, I don't know how many people in the Democratic Party think like this. And we look at it on our side and we're like, that's nuts. You guys just, you guys literally rip people's balls off for breakfast, literally, and call it um, transitioning. But there is an audience of that. We see them on social media. We, these, he's going after the Ruby Rose wasn't social justice warrior enough because she was just a lesbian, not a Jewish lesbian. He's going after that base. He's saying, I'm your guy. I'm, I am your guy that the crowd outside of Lot's house needs tiki, not just tiki torches, but we need, we need, we need explosive, you know, we need TNT at the same time. He fights. Yes. He's going for that base. Yes. Now, maybe he can't pull it off, but what's Cory Booker's base? If, if Cory Booker were white, what would his base be? He wouldn't have a base. So his only base really is that he's black. He won't even be the only black candidate in, on their side. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We start looking at all these other names. Now, there's one name if he ran, I think, would trump all of this, and that's Joe Biden. I think he would trump it all. I think he'd win in a cakewalk. But barring that, he's the one guy on their side I see doing what you have to do. A, name ID. Next, build a base. What's Camilla Harris's name ID? What's her base? Same base as Elizabeth Warren. Well, either they either one takes the other out or they cancel each other out. See, this is what we've seen in the Republican Party, right? Right. You couldn't have Mike Huckabee and Rick Santorum and Ted Cruz at the same time, right? So they were either going to cancel each other out or one was going to have to beat the other guys because they all couldn't win the evangelical bracket. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I see the way Evan Eddy's working underestimate him at your own peril agreed i second all of that so you're buying that he'll win at least one yeah it just stays in the pace he's on now yeah okay uh gray uh tflc uh says strock's gofundme account will shortly resemble an ipo will top one million dollars i'll buy yep i'll buy He's at 350 grand, isn't he? Yep. This thing's been active for 24 hours. What are hours. we funding him for? Uh, to be nice. Because Trump hates him. We We're f- just feel bad for him. This is just giving him money? Yeah. Yep. This is just lefties giving him money. The million's too low. Um, Jay Hinton says, buy, sell, that Zach Smith has some sort of compromising info on Urban Meyer. Like sheep picks. You know, <laughs> Sal. So, Sal, so I just think these are broken, bad people, and I don't even think it requires that. I just think they're bad I would, people. I, I would, I'm, I'm, I'd like to sell because I, I do want to just say it's as simple as it's Earl Bruce's grandson and Earl Bruce is Urban Meyer's mentor, and he's blinded here. I want to just say that, but this has been such a disaster. I'll sell, although 
I won't, I'm not selling as quickly as I would have sold on this like a week or two ago. Because we're kind of running into Occam's razor on this too, which, what does this guy have on Urban Meyer? It's got to be something more than it's Earl Bruce's grandkid. We're getting close to that. If, we, if we're not there to that question yet, we're at least coming close to it. So that's a uh, that's I'm, a buy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell. But, Your sell, okay. But with more reservations than Todd. Understood. Let's see. Micah Don Arrington says, if Kasich primaries real Donald Trump in 2020, he won't even win his home state. I will buy. Buy. I don't think Kasich will win a single state against a president. Buy. I, I will buy. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Jeffries says, I got If nothing. I'm Trump, that, that, I want that. I know presidents typically to get primaried lose. This isn't a typical environment anymore, okay? In this case, this gives Trump a chance to rally the conservative base, which is pretty demoralized right now. I think Kasich would be doing Trump 2020 a favor from, by challenging him because he's going to challenge him from the left. You know what I'm saying? This isn't Pat Buchanan challenging uh, you know, President Bush from the right and splitting, tr- and splitting Bush's base. This isn't Ted Kennedy primarying uh, Jimmy Carter from the left and splitting Carter's base. This isn't Ronald Reagan primarying uh, Gerald Ford from the right and splitting Ford's base. Kasich's going to primary from the left. That's going to unite Trump's base. I mean, I, I would be in the Trump White House right now begging the political gods for John Kasich or Jeff Flake to challenge me in a primary. Absolutely. Because they're going to do it from the left. And if they do, they won't win a single state, not even their own. Neither one of them. Todd? Yeah, what he said. Um, how about, I, the same. I, mean, he's, I can't. I don't even want to try to outdo his cynicism because he's locked in and it'll make me cry. So. Lori Jeffries says, <laughs> I got nothing. Sorry, today's podcast broke me. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Yes. Bye. Jacob Arthur says Trump appoints Matt Damon as the first secretary of the Space Force due to his expertise gained starring in The Martian. And his 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 motto is I'm going to science the blank out of this. Yep. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Phoenix Two A says if the Democrats don't, uh, I'm going to sp- skip that one. That's not that great. Uh, let's see. Disney will start. This is from Tony Mercy, uh, Mercer. Uh, Disney will start releasing edited versions of their classic animated movies to make them more politically correct. Bye. They're going to retcon them? Yep. <laughs> of course. So it's, it's, it's Snow Black? <laughs> Snow Black. <Yeah. laughs> what is that? It's Cinderfella? Snow Black. Oh my God. <laughs> Cinderfella. I want off this ride. <laughs> Um, it's a total buy. <laughs> what what am I thinking of? Uh, instead of Alice, Alan, <laughs> Alan in Wonderland. <laughs> I did see a ballet of that, and the uh, Pat Pat in Wonderland, the Queen of Spades. No, the Queen of yeah. Hearts. Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts was a dude. So not that far off. You went to a ballet. <sighs> yeah. it was, it's a long story <laughs> long story in a galaxy far far away Todd <laughs> is the answer chicks man yeah. is that the answer yeah. only acceptable answer by the way yeah. the, the dude code unless it's a daughter yeah. or someone you may one day have 
aspirations I'm, of I, making a daughter I, with, this is not permitted. I okay. ain't doing that again until I'm married. I'm just, okay. just saying that. Um, ben Carstens. By the way, I'm buying as well. Yeah. yeah. Ben Carstens, love this one. Absolutely love this one. Ben Carstens says, Matthew Stafford becomes the first to be suspended under the NFL's kneeling policy when he stops to tie his shoe right before the anthem begins, thus perpetuating the law that the Lions' sole purpose is to reveal the existence yes! of the NFL oh, rules. Yes! There's the Love it. The audience is right getting there. it. He gets this show. As I've told you for yep. years, the Detroit Lions only exist to crush the, the, the hopes and dreams of their fans at the most painful time and... Almost as importantly, to clarify obscure NFL rules. That is right. Yes. What's this? Yes. Who, who asked this ben question? Ben Carstens. That's the best one maybe we've ever had since we started doing say, this. Ben, you're a details man, aren't you? Nothing yeah. get past you because if there's, you know, one of five answers that would have been sufficient to say, sum up this show in one or two words. Detroit Lions. Bing. Got it. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, Rocco says Democrats will officially recognize Antifa as their strong arm in the next five years. And I think by strong arm, maybe he means like Gestapo. So they won't they won't recognize them. Yeah. They don't have they to. Will, they don't have to. They will use them, yes. but they won't recognize mm-hmm. them officially. Yeah, no. Exactly. Uh, Travis Peterson, I think this one is pretty good. Bill Snyder is a head coach longer than Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a Supreme Court justice. By the vampire of the Little Apple comes out at night I he ain't he going retiring. away without a fight I, I, until he's not he just signed a five-year contract he extension did? isn't he 84 yeah wow i didn't know that uh okay yeah i'm totally by bye sure you bet matthew shoon says tiger wins a major next year i'll buy that sell so, i'm i have tiger fatigue the, the need of grown men to have it's i don't mean it's one thing to hey tiger he's there this like he was this okay interesting it it's it is a violation of the dude code how much men need tiger for some a a guy who's been a a clown and doesn't really seem that repent i don't want him to fail either but this is a silly bandwagon to be on it was fun to watch him when he was great but why do you why does everybody need this so much well to clarify i don't need it no, you don't. I, okay. I know you I, don't. And I would love, you know I, I, I'd love to see a redemption story where he's concerned to some extent, but I don't care if he wins another one or not. Yeah. I just think based on the way I saw him play, not at the British Open, I thought that was kind of fluky, but the way he played at um, the PGA Championship last week, I, I would buy, but I don't think it's as automatic as people think. Keep in mind, guys, he just, he just recorded the best final 36-hole record or mark in the final two rounds in the history of the PGA Championship, and he still couldn't win. He had the 64 he shot on Sunday was his best final round of his career, and he still couldn't win. So before it was sort of David Duvall when he had his brief couple of years, and Mickelson was kind of his foil, right? And then every other week it might change. Is it Stuart Sink this week? Is it is it Lee Westwood this week? Is it is it Rocco Mediate this week? But there wasn't like you couldn't name who like the third, fourth, or fifth guys were. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The talent depth on the tour now is insane. It's the most talent in terms of depth they have ever had. Everybody thinks Rory McIlroy sucks. Dude is shooting under par like every round of every major. And he's in the top 15, 20 of like every major. And everybody thinks he blows chunks because he can't win one right now. Because the talent and depth is so good that 
Tiger could really be quote unquote back. It's like we say about football teams sometimes. They could be better than they were the year before, but the schedule this year is so tough sure. that the record doesn't reflect it. He could be quote unquote back. Like we might see him in contention on Sundays at like every major for the next couple of years. And it's conceivable he wouldn't win one of them. Because the, that, the, and it's a different talent too. You know, when Tiger came on the scenes as a young man, and guys like Mickelson and some of those guys were also were kind of already established, he kind of snuck up on them and psyched them all out. Well, he's golfing now with guys who grew up idolizing him. The guy who's Brooks like, Kepka. Like Kepka. He's him. Yeah. He grew up idolizing him, idolizing his ruthlessness on the course, idolizing how much he intimidated other guys. They're not, they're not, they're not, they weren't, they were sitting there listening to all the galleries roar and follow him. And Kepka wasn't getting nervous. It was pissing him off. He's like, hey man, I'm the one leading the tournament. Why aren't people following me? That's a very tiger sort of new way thinking. And so he doesn't have that mental edge over the new generation of players either. Todd? Yeah. No, okay, I'm, gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the Tiger Woods thing. I've, I feel like I've heard over the last five years, oh, that's the last time we're going to probably see him in a major. Oh, that's the last time. I feel like I've heard that multiple times. Yeah. But I, on the same token, I just watched golf for the first time in I don't know how many years on Sunday, and it was for like a half an hour. There you go. And it was just because of Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting. Apparently, there's some sort of leftist boycott of Twitter planned for August 17th. Adrian Slade says Twitter will be a paradise on August 17th. Sell. I'm going to buy, actually. If if leftists are boycott, nah, we I, suck, too. No, no we're yeah, going to be, gonna be tweeting yeah, about yeah. Lena Dunham yeah. and Omarosa. Exactly. Yeah. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah. You might, be uh, more, you might find more reason to despair. Yep. Uh, James Carlett says the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is better than Volume 1. Total buy. Total buy on that. Really? Yep. I don't even have a. I mean, I no, electric I've, light I've, orchestra, I've, man. I've, yeah, I, I, I gotta sell. Electric light orchestra is better than the Beatles, in my opinion. They were an inspiration. It wasn't verbal, but I saw. They were. They were. They were, they were inspired by the Beatles. Yeah, if you went to Jeff Lynn, the lead better. singer of ELO, and told him that, <laughs> yeah. Jeff Lynn, would Jeff Lynn would make me. alms yeah. to the poor. Yeah, feeling. Don't you dare make such a claim. Yeah, Aaron, you weren't looking at him, but. It was it was like the confused dog look. Was, yeah, I just gave you the ice cube in yeah. uh, y- y- you know in uh, in uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh mercy! Inaudible noise says within ten years, homeschoolers will let their collective guard down, begin taking tax go- dollars in the name of school choice, ushering in federal control of curriculum. Mm-hmm. Bye. Always go for the worst. No, yeah. I, I, I respect your judgment on that. Uh, on that, I'm going to sell. Homeschoolers are kind of a... Uh, they might be one of the last ones to go down. They may end up going down, but they might be one of the last ones. I, they're a pretty feisty bunch. Yeah, don't look them directly in the eye and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you weren't looking at Steve before? Uh, I, you know what, man? I just... I got to be positive on something. So I'm, this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play tribalist and I'm going to sell. Just got to stick up for my tribe a little bit. I'm going to sell. Constantly tired platypus says, yes, we will hear more about the Las Vegas shooting in the next six months than we will about the New Mexico training camp. That's a great one. Yeah. Wow, that's a Did you hear they, they finally released the motive for Stephen Paddock? And they don't know what it is. There's no motive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just no motive. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. No motive to becoming. Dude just got up. 
He's like, you know, man, it's Thursday. Let me build myself a freaking fortress in a fully secured, videotaped, and logged Las Vegas casino where, you know, because there's millions of dollars that change hands here every day, no one gets in and out of here without being photographed at least 63 times. And I'm just going to, you know, when I'm, and when I lug all these bags up to my room and they ask me what I'm carrying, I'm just going to tell them curtain rods, if you know the reference I made there. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to turn uh, and become the, the worst mass murderer in American history because, you know, it's a day that ends in Y. No motive at all. I got to hold on this. Because not because it's lame, this one's that good. Mm-hmm. It fr- in fact, we're going to stop right here. Good job, constantly it, tired I, platypus. Yeah, that, I, my brain is fried. Good morning, Dave. I'm fr- I'm I am broken now. Constantly tired platypus has broken me. I I can't even. Let's face I can't it, you do were the broken math. before. Yes, but now it's official. I can't do the math. I I just can't. Mind is blown right now on that. That is so good. That proposition. I wonder if he if he's obscure enough on Twitter that I could tweet that and have it be mine line and like no one would know. Random troll with very little that is actually important to say. The orb made me do it. Hashtag what I learned today. That's his Twitter bio. The orb. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it's uh, at his Twitter handle is at platypus Kofefi. <laughs> it's perfect. Everything makes no sense. <laughs> I saw today Susan, who's one Susan Wright, is one of the people that got laid off at uh, Red State by Salem a few months ago. And the varying stories about was it partisan, was it not? She changed her Twitter handle to insufficiently partisan. <laughs> Wow. That's good stuff. All right. Final thoughts. Any? Aaron, Todd and I have said enough. Aaron, you have any final thoughts? Um, good job. Bring it every week like that. Crew. Yes. Yeah. That was really well done. I gave you some tough love. Not DJ Durkin at Maryland tough love, but I gave oh, you some tough love a few yeah. weeks ago. Wow. And, and you guys have responded. Not too soon. You guys have, you guys have responded to the coaching. He came strong this week. Well done. Don't forget CRTV.com, promo code DACE. We are back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.